0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Snap and Chance. Snap and Chance, back from Vegas. Uh, What an amazing trip we had down there. We caught some of the NFL draft. We were able to catch the weigh-ins for the Shakir Stevenson-Valdez fight. We caught the fight as well. So, uh, Chance, how was the trip, man? Did you enjoy it?
1: Like you said, it was simply amazing. Beautiful weather, the draft, the weigh-in, the fight. Met a couple boxers, a couple famous boxers, some of you might have heard of. What
0: was a real meal full meal deal yeah uh, put a lot of miles in walking around just trying to find people trying to find people to talk to trying to find the boxers and uh, you know what I, I think the blisters on my feet would tell me the trip was a success uh, we we ran into uh, Tiafimo Tia, Tia Tifimo Lopez uh, which was really great cool. guy by the way great guy yeah he, he uh, really forthcoming. <laughs> You know, willing to talk, he, he gave he gave me about five minutes of his time to listen mm. to us, and uh, I hope that we can get him on the show now. You know, that being said, I really pressed the issue with him, and uh, I've uh, messaged him now as well. So let's just hope we can get the ball rolling here. That being said, I was also able to meet Mr. Terrence Bud Crawford as well, and again, an amazing, amazing man. Uh, of course, a very busy time for him at that time, uh, just ahead of the fight. Uh, he, he was willing to give me a few minutes of his time as well to chat and talk about boxing and, uh, another guy that we hope we can get on at some point here down the road. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was really good, but the fight itself, man, was amazing.
1: Um, I completely, master... you met Shakur Stevenson's mom after she got in that fight.
0: Yeah, that's right. know I... At the
1: time, but she took a picture with you after that brawl.
0: Yeah, I know that was crazy. So that being said, I met Shakir Stevenson's mom as well. Um, I did not know that there was a brawl before that. We actually found out after the fact. Uh, but she was so gracious, uh, considering what just happened, and uh, you know, to took a take a picture with us and take a picture with me. That was really really cool. Uh, that being said, I did meet Shakir as well. Uh, unfortunately, by that point, my camera on my phone had died. My phone oh, yeah. did. Yeah, he was coming towards the elevator lobby. It was close to about quarter to four in the morning after the fight. So, you know, I saw him sleeping. I'm a top dollar. You went to bed, bro. No, you weren't with top dollar at that point. At that point, you had gone up. Um, Interestingly enough, you know, really cool. Shook his hand. Couldn't take a picture. (sighs) Nothing there. The camera had died. But when you're Um, out for
1: 24 hours, the phone battery only lasts so long, right? (laughs)
0: uh, Um. I think you can attest to this, bro. I think I slept a total of maybe 12 hours the whole time I was there. Well,
1: you're a machine. I just kept going.
0: I I just, and that wasn't partying or drinking. It was just me trying to get out there, meeting people. People like Top Dollar. People like Juan from Philadelphia. People like Dewey and Son from uh, North Carolina. The old guy in the blue
1: suit. What was his name?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't recall his name. We will just call him the man in the blue hat and the blue suit. That guy was slicker. And blue the, shoes and blue pants. And He's blue cool shoes. Guy. He was slicker than grease, man. He was the nicest guy in the world. Um, but that, buddy that. came was cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, the whole trip was just basically building contacts, reaching out to people. You know, just 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 trying to get the name out there, man. And I, I think we were successful. But you we know were. what? There's a lot of work still ahead of us. But you know what? We're on the right path, and I think. um, you know getting to hang out with with um the sports rage guys as well was really oh cool. yeah cam and gabe yeah they know, were, cam and they, gabe uh these guys rage. yeah absolutely so wrote, uh, sports rage it's a radio network or a radio show i believe um yeah that that have a whole bunch of different hosts throughout the day like any other radio station would and a couple of them uh are from the score uh the former score station uh and gabe gabe and cam if you see them you'd probably know who they are um But yeah, no, we got to hang out with those guys. That was really cool as well. But overall, the trip was a success. We got to meet a lot of people, like I said. We got to do a lot of cool things. The camera guy. Um, You
1: met the camera guy from top rank on your plane.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So along my flight, thanks, man. uh, Mm -hmm. Along the way, when I was traveling, uh, an individual, two seats up in front of me um, had his backpack out, and I saw the top rank tag on it. And I just kept staring at it the whole way from that point, like, okay, is he with someone? Is this, you know... Who is he? Who is he? Or is he just a fan? So when we got to Vegas, I ran out and, uh, you know, I caught up with him at the carousel to grab our luggage. And uh, sure enough, he was a uh, cameraman, ringside cameraman um, for for Top Rank. And, uh, you know, we got to talking and what have you. So he he pointed out places that we should check out that and whatnot. So a big thank you to him as well for for the guidance and uh, for the opportunity to, you know, giving me the opportunity to kind of, talk and uh share what we do and it was really nice yeah
1: and you said from where we were sitting that he was the camera guy on the right side of the ring is that right
0: i believe he would have been the camera man just based on the tattoos and the stature you know okay. it, it, granted we were a little further up uh but i would believe he was the cameraman that was on the right side of the ring so what about
1: your buddy that was sleeping through the fight the whole time that guy was snoring and just sleeping the whole time he woke up um
0: uh, at the co-made event. Oh,
1: did he? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he was asleep before that. And then when I looked at him and I said, Man, you've been sleeping, because I haven't been sleeping. I've been awake the whole time. I'm like, all right, man. You know, but you know, if, if you're awake the whole time, I've never heard anyone snore being awake. But uh the crowd was good. Um, you know, pro Valdez crowd, absolutely. I at would least say 80-90%. that It had to be for sure. Um but a nice crowd, a really good crowd, you know. Friendly. Really, you know, I didn't I didn't really see any outside of that brawl that happened after the fact, um, you know, really nothing happened inside the arena. It was really cool, but Hey, let's, let's get into the fight itself. Um, what did you think of it? What did you make of it overall? That was a
1: good fight. I mean, obviously Shakur is on another level, but you know, Oscar was aggressive. He kept bringing the fight when he got knocked down on the sixth round, I believe didn't slow him down. He just kept bringing it. And I love Valdez's action. I love his pace. I love his tenacity. His aggressiveness. I mean, I love that style, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Against any other fighter on any other given night, that would have been a sure victory for him.
1: Oh, yeah. But
0: uh, Shakir Stevenson put on a masterclass, in my opinion, this night.
1: Um, it's like he, the Mexican fans were chanting every time he got hit, we hit back, we hit back, and he sure did.
0: Yeah, no, he tried. He tried. Um, mm. You know, he, from the first round onwards, I felt that Shakir was just, you know, you know, working his jab right from as, as as the fight started. He used that jab continuously. He kept working it. Um as the fight progressed, that jab became the launching point for, you know, two, three shot combos that, that landed successfully for him. Yep. Uh, the knockdown that you talked about came in the sixth round. That kind of happened at a time where Valdez, as you were saying, he did press forward, um, secured, timed it perfectly, oh, yeah. countered it with the right hook and then caught him with the right uppercut, which got him down. Um, I just think he picked him apart. Like, yes, very he aggressive. He came forward, but unfortunately... You know the connections weren't there, right? I mean, he wasn't able to connect with a lot of those flurries or with a lot of those, you know, with a lot of the things that he was trying to do. He, he was working hard, he tried really hard, oh, wow. but um, you know, I, I
1: just feel that it was an you know, exciting fight, both guys brought yeah. him. That's love to see, right?
0: No, no, that's the thing. I mean, I, I just think Shakir picked him apart with effective clean boxing. And he avoided him, you know, avoiding Vantez as he came with him with attempts, like I said, with significant, you know, ferocity. He just avoided him. He just dodged him, you know, very – his defense is amazing. I mean, everyone says this is the next coming of Floyd Mayweather. I think this is the next coming of the next great boxer. I wouldn't want to make that comparison because – He's only 24. And that's the thing, right? I mean, he has the power and, uh, you know, I – some say, I don't know myself personally. I don't think Floyd had that kind of power.
1: No, another thing right. I like about Shakur, he's a good guy.
0: Yeah, he's a super sweet guy. He seemed guy. really nice, you know, just meeting him as well. And, um, but yeah, no, it was another a great
1: fight. I pointed out during the fight is every round he ran in the middle of the ring. He was out before the the time was up. That minute break, he was standing in the middle of the ring. He was ready to roll. Like he didn't look. Yeah, tired.
0: yeah. I was pointing that out to you as well. Yeah, at, at every round, man, he was standing there. Like I think there was like maybe ten, in some cases, fifteen seconds before yeah. the break was up. He was up right there in the center of the ring, waiting, waiting, waiting. Um. So afterwards, Shakira did say that he would like to become undisputed at one thirty. That would mean going after IBF's uh, Kenji Ogawa and WBA. Um, Roger, what's his last name? Help me out. Oh, shame on me. I I forgot his last name. But the WAB champion, Roger. This is at 130? This is at 130, yeah. Kenji Ogawa, while you look that up, uh, the one positive for Valdez was that he landed more shots on Shakir Stevenson than anyone else has in any other fight. That says a lot. Right? So, I mean, Valdez landed 110 Shots total out of 108 shots that he attempted. Uh, six were jabs, 104 were power shots. Shakir Roger S-
1: Gutierrez. Roger Gutierrez.
0: Thank you very much. So, yeah. So, I mean, he has the potential of looking at that or if he decides to move up because he's getting big now, right? Like, I he's mean, that's move. The thing. Move up. yeah. But I mean, I guess all the hype is undisputed now. I mean, with Devin Haney and Cambosa coming up now and, uh, you know, Josh Taylor doing it earlier and and whatnot. So, I mean, it, it almost feels like this is kind of the trend. I, I almost feel like he could do this if he wanted to.
1: He could. He, he's, like you said, dude, this guy's the real deal. He's the next star in boxing. He already is a star, but he's the next Canelo or Tyson Fury or Manny Pocky, whatever you want to call him. Like He's that well, good.
0: We're, we're looking at the next generation of great fighters. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in essence, really, and they're all coming from the little, you know, the, the lighter weights. Uh, Tank Tank Davis, say what you want about him. He's got to be in that conversation and in the both, next uh, greats. Cambosa, Cambosa, um, Haney as well. You have to throw Haney in there as well. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a really interesting fight, actually. But I digress quickly before we move on here. Shakir Stevenson landed 189 shots out of 580 that he threw. 31 of those were jabs, 158 of those were power shots. Wow. So overall, the judges gave it to him unanimously 117 110 and two judges scored it 118 109. That was a great fight um, to witness it live and uh, going back and watching it again on 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 video.
1: No, I haven't not, done that yet. I haven't watched it yet. Just yeah, no, I know.
0: I, I, I had a little uh, time at the airport waiting for my. Actually, that's now. not
1: true. I watched the sports book that night. Remember?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, we were watching, well, it was on in the background, but not to really be able to watch, yeah, or watch yeah, it, watch yeah. it. So that was pretty much it. But on the same night, on the other side of the country, we had Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. And a sold out MG or MSG. MSG is 144 years old. This is the first time two women have ever headlined a boxing card in MSG. Um, I it's tried the to, first
1: time women have ever sold out MSG because I don't think they ever done. That anything. was
0: it. Um, yeah. that was it. So I tried to watch it while we were kind of watching the preliminary fights in the arena, but it just it was just too hard because my attention was kind of going back and forth, back and forth. So I ended up watching this at about five o'clock when I came back to the room. Um
1: Yeah, I heard that. Remember, I was like, what the hell, man? Put your headphones in. Yeah. Yeah,
0: sorry. I, I no did have my I headphones joking. in, but uh yeah, <laughs> pardon me. Wow, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say right off the bat, it was sick. It was like these girls threw. Um, They threw, they threw, they threw, they threw. It was just the the entrances were electric. Uh, The crowd was so jacked up. Like, I I mean, we've both been a part of jacked up crowds. We've seen jacked up crowds. This was one intense crowd. Um, So loud. So loud to the fact that even the referee couldn't hear the end of the rounds. You know, there was a lot of shots that were kind of thrown after the bells I saw, but mm-hmm. unintentionally because these girls couldn't hear the bell. The referee couldn't hear the bell. It was just so loud in there throughout it the whole It was a big fight. night for, women
1: for women's box. Not only did they sell the MSG, they didn't put on a dud of a fight. It was a great fight, super exciting. So I'm glad they did that because, you know, women's box can start moving up now. You know what I mean? It was, it was a big night for them. They, they nailed it.
0: Oh, they nailed it hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought both girls did an amazing fight. Uh, Taylor yeah. did win it. Split decision, um, yeah. She did win it. A lot of people are complaining because they felt that Serrano won uh, based on the fact that she landed more punches and whatnot. But here's the thing. Uh, Katie Taylor landed 39% of her punches. Amanda Serrano, yes, she threw a lot more, but she only had a 28% connection rate throughout the yes. whole fight. Now, I'm not saying that's what made it 6-4 to four or, 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 you know, warranted Katie Taylor to win. Yes, absolutely. Amanda Serrano was the aggressor, I thought, in this fight. Uh, Katie Taylor, in my opinion, proved that she has one of the best chins in the business.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she gives you know, big shots, man.
0: But you look at you look at the you look at the total shot count here. So Taylor landed 147 out of 375 shots that she attempted, right? Serrano, 173 she landed. Yes. Out of six hundred and twenty-four. Now, here's the real crazy part: in the fifth round alone, she she landed forty-four shots wow. in that one round. That's a like lot. Th- I, I I thought the first and second round blank belonged to Taylor. The middle part of that fight, three, four, five, and six. Uh, yeah, three, four, five, and six went to um, Serrano all the way, and I think Katie Taylor took. Eight and nine, but Serrano definitely took 10. But you know what? At the end of the day, both these girls just put on an amazing thing. No jacks. They basically, between the two of them, they threw three jacks in this fight. Mm-hmm. Every shot pretty much was just a power shot 146 yes, power shots, 171. Both girls were cut. They both needed stitches. Even though Serrano lost, you know, she said herself that, you know what? It doesn't feel like a loss because of what we were able to do. What do you and think? This, um the quality of shots and the quality of of the landing shots i would have to give it to katie taylor i thought katie taylor did win it based on that i thought she
1: won too it's close
0: it's close because i mean at the end of the day you can come out you know with your fist just you know coming out super 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 fast and you're not going to land everything and it looks pretty cool and it looks amazing but at the end of the day you know boxing is a sweet science it comes Mm -hmm. down to styles and technique and whatnot and both girls show great style. Both girls show great technique. But at the end of the day, I think the more calculated shots, the more thought-provoking shots were were landed by Katie Taylor throughout this fight. Um, yeah, she
1: landed the harder shots overall, she did,
0: right? You know, and but then again, one thirty-five is her natural weight. You know, you gotta keep in mind, Serrano did come up two weight classes to do this fight. So I mean, to put that kind of pressure on Katie Taylor, who hasn't looked great in her last couple of fights leading up to this one um you know she did look good tonight but amanda serrano hats off to her she she did amazing i i, it was I think it a pretty
1: close fight i could see this a rematch happening it was that close you know well they're
0: talking ireland next
1: yeah
0: right uh cork cork stadium i believe it's in ireland or something like that so okay. you know so that's what they're talking about right away so let's see if that's the case or not i mean i, I think everybody would love to see that again um Another case of a fighter losing in their own backyard. It seems to be a trend developing of sorts, eh?
1: Not Tyson Fury, but yeah.
0: Well, no, not Tyson yeah. Fury. Um, I guess Josh Taylor got away with one. He did. He didn't deserve right? that. But he, but did. he didn't deserve that win. So, I, I think he should defend it one more time at 140 just to justify it. I mean, the way he lost, I don't think he should move up. Yeah. This is my opinion. I think come back, fight one more time. You know? If anything, I, I think that they should run that back. Rematch? Absolutely, man. I, I because at the end of the day, he won. I thought so. Right? I mean, it just it just was one of those unfortunate kind of match situations that just doesn't make speaking,
1: sense. Speaking of guys fighting in their own backyard, Cambosa fights coming up here in June in Australia. So that's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's really cool. I, I listened to uh, Devin Haney today on a podcast actually. What he did was talking. Uh, he was actually talking to Ariel Owani on his podcast, and um, it was really interesting. I so so he basically had to leave Matchroom in order to do this fight. Um, okay. So he ended up having to sign a two fight deal with Top Rank in order to get the title shot. So Eddie Hearns mm-hmm. is completely out of the picture, which is interesting. So he he basically had to leave Matchroom, sign a two fight deal, and both fights were in Australia. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah, so if he if he beats Kambosa, then he has to rematch him again in Australia. Wow! That that was the stipulations.
1: I guess you gotta do what you gotta do, right?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious about this fight now. I mean, if we
1: want, want to, to talk about it a little couple
0: weeks it's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of interesting because Cambosa's kind of being he, he's starting to lose that um, that cool image I thought he had a little bit, right? Like you know, he's. The house yeah. of just the arrogance and the cockiness is starting to show now a little bit now that he's champion and you know he's kind mm. of riding that wave and whatnot, right? I just hope he can back it up. It kind of reminds me. I'm not saying to the extent of his last fight that he had to deal with, in terms of the back and forth and whatnot.
1: Against very,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean you know the, those guys worked him right. They 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 got in his head, but I think George got in Tio's head a bit in that fight as well, which mm. kind of you know. Which I would love to talk about, Mr. Lopez, if you're listening. Um, but ultimately, I, I think George is still writing that cloud. I I hope he's not overlooking Haney.
1: He better not be, because Haney's the real deal, man. Just, but he, he is a real
0: deal, time. which is that's what I'm saying. Like he's calling him boy and and uh, kid. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, so
0: th- you know, it, just little things like that are are just things you don't say. You know what I mean? It's just,
1: I think only, I think,
0: well, that's what I'm hoping too. You know, that being said, if George, if you're listening, take our advice from sap and Chance, don't take this fight lightly, my man. Things, bad things will happen to you.
1: And you know what? Cambosa should know better because he's trained with Manny Pacquiao for years and Pacquiao never talked trash. He just got in there and fought. So hopefully Cambosa takes a page from Freddie Roach and uh, Manny and just gets in and handles business, you know?
0: Yeah, I know hundred uh, percent. What I recommend doing, man, if you get a chance, is go check out that early press conference they did. Um, it's pretty insightful. It's just, you just kind of see a shift in George Camposa. Yeah, but, uh, I haven't seen that yet,
1: but I'll check that out tonight. You know, it's
0: just a ch- shift in kind of attitude and shift in the way he's thinking and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, unfortunately, we could not stay in Vegas because this weekend.
1: Oh, I wish. Uh,
0: we, we have Bivol versus Canelo for the light heavyweight title at 175 here.
1: You think going to survive another week?
0: Um, if I was just there for the fight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. I, I, I mean, Vegas is fine. Vegas is really cool. But I realized at the end of the day, when I stopped thinking about boxing, which would have been the Sunday. Um, and finally, and suddenly I had to look at all the lights and, you know, all the bells and whistles and that's all I could really see around me. I realized that maybe two, three days is all one needs in that town. Um, yeah, but no, it was amazing.
1: Because you so damn it. tired after, right? There's so much going on, right? While well, the walking and late nights, right? It adds up fast.
0: You know, I, I felt it on Sunday. Sunday was when I finally felt it. Because it, up until that point, I felt like I was on a mission, man. You know, we, we just wanted to get, to get noticed and to get our name out there and, and to introduce ourselves to people. And I, I feel that we did that. So like did, I said, yeah. you know, the blisters on my feet. That's my reward. I know that we won. We were and successful. And you got to meet the
1: Sports Rage guys and meet them, make that connection too. So it was no, good.
0: It was great. I mean, all in all. And I got, got to meet there.
1: my all-time favorite football player, my hero. So that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we caught the draft.
0: And uh, in the morning, we went down to, was it the Bellagio?
1: Venetian. The Venetian, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venetian.
0: Yeah, Venetian. So uh we went down there and uh Mr. Chance Michaels met his one of his favorite all-time players of any sport, um, Barry, Barry Sanders. And uh what was that like for you, man?
1: He's a cool guy, man. Very humble, very nice. You know, he said, What's your name? Where are you from? I told him I'm where I'm from. So, oh, we came all the way from Vancouver. You know, we made some small talk, shook my hand, signed my uh signed the memorabilia that I bought, and uh, I had about a minute with them and they kind of, you know. Security kind of moves you along. It's a big lineup, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool
1: guy, very nice, very humble, very friendly. Yeah, the only they thing could... he's meeting fans, he looked like he enjoyed it. Some guys look annoyed. He He, he looked like he was enjoying it, from what i seen.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you missed him the day before as well. You? No, he's with my sports rage buddies. <laughs> I'm
1: mean, walking the strip and he's sitting there at MGM. What are the odds of that?
0: Well, what did we end what? up doing? Where were we that Friday? Oh, the, we went to the draft.
1: The draft went to the pawn shop, went to old Vegas.
0: Yeah, we went to Old Vegas and then we, we had dinner at uh, Gordon Ramsay's on Friday.
1: Yeah. What do you think of that? What's your review of the burger? Honestly, it was a burger joint, correct?
0: Gordon Ramsay's yeah. burger joint. The beef was good, the burger needed more flavor. I'll say it straight up. Fair I enough. got the jalapeno pickled jalapeno, you know, burger that he had on the menu there. Really good burger. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but I won't say that it was, you know, phenomenal. Um it lacked flavor in my opinion. It's just Fair that's enough. that's all it was. I mean, the milkshake was really good. The fries were amazing. The burger was really good. Don't get me wrong, but I, mm. I just I expected more pop and more flavor from it.
1: So what was your favorite what was your favorite thing that you had to eat in Vegas when you were down there? Because there's no one for the restaurants. What was your favorite meal you had?
0: Breakfast Friday morning.
1: Oh, the crepe place. Dude, honestly, I think 48 I great it, in New York, New York, if anybody's yeah, wondering.
0: honestly, at the end of the day, I first off, I thought, okay, I don't know if this is going to be any good. But then once we got in and sat down and I tell you what, it, it was probably my favorite meal. That was damn good that we had the whole time. And it was probably one of the cheapest meals that we had the whole time. Uh, we tried Shake Shack for the first time. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, Chick-fil-A. I don't see the hype, but it was okay. Again, I had White
1: Castle and I wasn't that impressed. It was okay.
0: I mean it was all good stuff, and nothing tasted bad, but it was nothing
1: really made me go. Oh, it was one of the better meals we had was at the tap, the tap bar there in the MGM.
0: The tap that meal was really good. I actually quite enjoyed the uh Philly cheesesteak that I had that night. Um, no, the food was good overall, generally speaking, everything the food was good. Um no what complaints. But, Vegas? Pardon? What do you think of old Vegas, Fremont Street? Uh old Vegas. I I I thought it was really cool, man. I think that green that was up on the, you know, that that kind of ceiling screen that- oh, was kind of above the man, yeah. Yeah, I just went right across, um, was really good. I, I think it was a bit more of a slower pace than than we were, which was kind of nice, I guess, for a Friday evening. Um, and it, it, the fact that everything was kind of outside and set up that way, it was mm-hmm. nice with the breeze. So it was really good. I really enjoyed Old Vegas. I think uh, the yeah, band that we saw there was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Um, I can't remember the name of those guys, but they Rocksteady. were. Sorry. Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Okay, so hey guys, check out Rocksteady Las Vegas if you can. Uh, they were really, really good. Uh, oh yeah. This phenomenal. Like we sat there. I think we stood there for the whole set, literally. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it you was
1: must professional musicians. If they were that good.
0: Yeah, no, they were good. That guitar player was something else.
1: Oh yeah. Like
0: he, you could close your eyes and you think you're actually listening to the song. That's,
1: That's how, how good that
0: guy was. But, um, what do we got coming up here? Yeah, Canelo with bivel man?
1: I hey, look at the price the week, We paid about a hundred you know about a hundred and forty Canadian to get into each to get into the uh Stevenson Valdez fight. If you want to go to this Canelo fight, you're paying about six hundred dollars each Canadian. That's crazy American well, you know what? I think I'll be better
0: off just getting this thing onto zone and uh, watching it in the comfort of my home, uh, yeah. I don't foresee vegas happening for a little bit anyways um but never say never now that we've done it once now i know what to expect i think i'm gonna have a better gauge of everything Mm. and uh we can we can make it even more effective the next time that we're down there so uh before we kind of preview this fight again thank you to everyone that we met down in vegas thank you all the boxers the trainers and all the people that gave us a little bit of your time the cameraman uh all the people down there thank you so much for everything uh it was a great experience and i hope uh you guys join us for this journey and i hope that we get the opportunity to talk to some of you guys for all of you guys that are listening here please like and subscribe uh i should have said that at the beginning of this podcast Um, but you know, I'm gonna say it now. Please like and subscribe. It's really simple. Just just press that subscribe button down there at the bottom. That's all you got to do. That's all we ask. The more people who subscribe, the more people who like our show, the better things we can do as we grow and and get bigger and better at this. Um, absolutely. Kaleto Bibble, what are your thoughts, man?
1: Well, Mr. PD himself, I think, is gonna win a decision. Mr. PD himself. Pray tell, what are you talking about? (laughs) Tainted meat. The same tainted meat that the uh, no other fighter I think has been caught for that. Has any other fighter from Mexico had tainted meat with that with that drug in there? Okay, uh, clenbuterol. Clenbuterol. I mean, what that drug is is it's what boxers take to shred fat to put on muscle. It's what bodybuilders take. So, yeah. what I think he was doing, uh, reading on it today, is he's in a two to three week cycle and he'd cycle out and he cycles in. He's reading a couple of his anonymous sparring partners. Now, that is anonymous, could be bull crap, but they would have to leave the gym. This is in 2017 when he got caught. Remember, he was supposed to be suspended for a year, but because like he months. months. Yeah. So, what some of the sparring partners are saying in this investigation is they would be told to leave the gym and Canella would get his medicine. Mm. Whatever they were giving him, so he clearly cheated. He got caught. He didn't. One guy, writer, said he would do a two-week cycle, but he did a little bit extra. Didn't cycle out when uh, Posada came and busted him. Right, he cheated. He got caught for that reason. I don't think I'll ever like the guy. He's a phenomenal fighter, but in saying that, I think he beats Bibble by decision. What do you think happens here?
0: Well, I I kind of was thinking about it, just kind of you know, just listening to other people as well and kind of looking back at their fights and whatnot, I think the one thing that Canelo opponents have to get over right away is their fear and awe of
1: him. Yeah, he's a superstar. You know, he when, you're
0: standing, when you're standing in that ring, especially, I don't care who you are, how confident you are going into that fight, a little bit of that is lost when you see that entrance and him coming down. And you hear forty 000 to 50,000 people screaming together in unison for him you know that that that's what he's got to do uh and i think a lot of people give him respect before the fight even starts yeah you know so for 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 dimitri here for bibble i think the first thing he needs to do is make canelo respect him early with his jabs and his power punching he's got to start landing hard he's got to land something he's got to get canelo's attention to make him realize oh okay this guy's legit right um Bivol needs to protect his body absolutely yeah canelo has uh, the body canelo's canelo a big counter puncher the, so, the, the amount the amount of body video body body works sh- videos that you see him do the mm-hmm. guy is just sick when it comes to the body so he needs to protect that body him being taller as well uh yeah he's got the reach he's got the height but he's right in that range for canelo where he doesn't have to work too hard to get inside to get to that body and those body shots are killer man
1: well, canelo hits hard man Right, he's a, he's a complete talker. He's got everything. Speed, power, counter punching. He's, he's got everything you want. He's young. He's only 32. So Yeah,
0: yeah. And, the, and the, the biggest thing for Dimitri, in my opinion, is do not get caught in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when things get a little tense or what have you, or, or the crowd just becomes a little too much, or he lands something, you can't get stuck in that moment. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. But, I mean, that was just it's the thing
1: pro Canelo crowd because you're going to see 90 to 90, 90 to 95 percent of the crowd will be cheering for Canelo It's Cinco de Mayo weekend. Yeah, There's Not many Bilbo fans. He's from Russia, no. you won't be people there for him, absolutely. So, that being said, happy Cinco
0: de Mayo to all our Mexican and Latin friends across America and in Canada. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, interestingly enough, they don't celebrate this in Mexico at all. I didn't know that. No. They, they, I, I work with with a lot of uh, great great Mexican co-workers and you know I said to them happy Cinco de Mayo and they're like yeah so I'm like you guys don't celebrate it no no it's more of a North American thing uh, well it's all North America Mexico is a part of yeah. North America but I mean it's more of a American Latino American American Mexican American
1: holiday Independence Day or whatever they have yeah
0: yeah it's kind of interesting they don't even celebrate it in Mexico oh. <laughs> Not at all. The big ones that. in uh Independence Day in September, I believe, is the one they all kind of get off.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Canelo, on the other hand, here here's what I think he needs to do. As Bibble needs to challenge him with his power early, Canelo needs to feel like you know, test Bibble's power early as well to just kind of gauge where he's going to be coming from yeah. and whatnot. Um, you know, he that's the thing, just kind of get that going and then um, I
1: mean I want Bibble to win. I hope he does, but I don't think he's going to. But I'm going to be cheering for
0: him. Yeah. His counter-punching and his rips to the body are probably his keys to success in this fight. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be a good counter-puncher. He's going to have to find that range to get up inside him. I don't have the full stats here in front of me. We're just doing a quick preview as we we're talking here. Um, most of this is off our heads. So I don't know the exact... I think Canelo's 5'9", right? Canelo's 5'9". Yeah, so Bivel's... Taller, obviously, 6'1", yeah, like yeah, so, oh. I mean, he's definitely got the height and the, the range. I don't know. I, I I, feel that Bibola has the chance. I think there could be an F-set here. You think so? Possibly. I'm not saying it's going to. I still Vegas think yeah, is Canelo, giving Canelo giving will win.
1: The they are giving. They gave Veldez, uh, Vel, uh Stevenson was a 5-1 to one favorite. Here, Canelo's only 3-1. to one. So they're giving him a little more respect.
0: Well, they have to. I mean, based on the height and the reach alone, you've got to give him a better chance of that. And Bibola's undefeated. Bivol's oh. are defeated as well, right? But, I mean, again, you haven't faced someone like, you know, Sal before. So, I mean, wow, I'm sorry, dude.
1: I said Canelo's 5'9". No, he's only 5'7". He's 5'7"? That's what they got him built at, 5'7". Uh, what, uh, what do they got uh, Bivol at? Six. Six foot. Six foot.
0: Still, that's a three... That's still pretty tall. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I know he's tall and lanky.
0: It's kind of like you and me squaring off. hmm Right? That would be about the same.
1: What are you, six, one?
0: i I'm six, one. you You're... Yeah.
1: Five
0: nine uh, five nine. So that's about the same, right? Yeah,
1: he was, I couldn't believe how small he was. Was uh Lopez, he was so small when he's he was 130 pounds. Oh, okay, you got to figure, even Bud wasn't that tall either. When I when I ran into it, but
0: then kid, yeah, like, was
1: but kid. oh, it's Lopez. I'm, oh crap, I looked around and it was, I was like wow, but he was a kid.
0: No, no, he was there. He was there for the fight, too. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, A lot of them
0: yeah, were, yeah. Haney was there as well. Couldn't find him. I looked all over for that. Diaz kid. Diaz was there, too. Uh, I Nate mean, Diaz, yes, I met him at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. With a dead phone.
1: Was Top Dollar there or was he gone?
0: Top Dollar was working the corner. And then he and I went and got Johnny Rockets after.
1: <laughs> well, you went to Johnny Rockets, the Top
0: Dollar? Yeah. He just yeah, had to yeah. about two hours before that. What a guy. I said, come on, man, let's go. He says, all right. And then we, Top Dollar and I just walked over. So do you want to tell people who Top Dollar is?
1: <laughs> just some family member of the fight. Cool guy, man. This really top, nice guy. After the fight, chilling.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Very well spoken. Uh, he He's uh, studying Muay Thai, uh, you know, just just he's just trying to build his craft as well. So, you know, wherever you are, Top Dollar, I hope you're listening oh, to he's this. he's watching. And, uh,
1: he, he messaged me on Instagram today. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's like, what's up, brother? I'm like, not much Top Dollar turning. Tune in tonight. We're going to release it. Definitely, man. So shout
0: out to Top Dollar. Top Dollar, if you're listening, like and subscribe, my man. Uh, thank you for hanging out and having a blast with us. And uh, yeah, man, it Thanks was really, are. really good. It was... Overall, brother, it was a good weekend. It was Absolutely. a good night of boxing. We have amazing night of boxing coming up this Saturday. Uh, what a crazy weekend, dude. Oh, you I've got you that. got I've Canelo, seen. we got Canelo uh Vivo fight that night. You have UFC that night, Gates against Oliveira. Chandler versus Ferguson, uh Rose against Esper um, Esperana, and um Backlash on Sunday. And then then you got Backlash. Yeah, WrestleMania Backlash. That being said, we will try our best to get a Backlash preview show out to you guys before the show, so uh, stay tuned for that and uh, we'll get that going as well. We have neglected the wrestling side a little bit, not intentionally, but you know what? This whole month of April has just been nothing but boxing and, and whatnot. But, you know, We'll we'll get back to the wrestling here shortly, but right now we're just kind of focused on the boxing scene and uh, yeah, you know, but again, at that point, uh, you have to leave, don't you, Mr. Chancellor?
1: Pretty quick here, yeah.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. So uh, on behalf of everybody that we met and all the people that gave us the time and their energy and their positive words and vibes, thank you very much. To everyone listening to our show, Thank you for being with us. Thank you for sticking with us and uh, supporting us. Uh, the, more, the more support and the more likes and subscribes that we get on all our platforms, on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, on YouTube, you know what, it'll help us build this brand that we can do better and greater things. This is just a taste. I, I, I got a taste of what I can accomplish uh, with the fan support, with the people support, with the support of my man, Mr. Chance Michaels and me supporting him. The sky's the limit for us. Absolutely. And uh, so now begins the game of us, you know, chasing down people and trying to get these interviews and whatnot. Uh, we have some cool stuff coming up soon, I hope, that we can announce. So once we can confirm that, we will get, you know, we'll tell you what's up and what's going to be going down. Um, so on behalf of myself, Bobby Sampson.
1: Chance Michaels.
0: Thank you very much for listening and enjoying our show. Um, you didn't finish with your tagline there, bro.
1: I'm gonna, I was going to save it. I'm going to change it up. I'm waiting.
0: Oh, You're waiting. All right. Well, I'm Bobby Sampson,
1: as I already and for said. Those who download, and for those who download the podcast and listen to it, we salute you in the words of the great ACDC.
0: Fantastic, man. Stay humble. Everyone, be safe. Enjoy yourselves. Um, and yeah, man, just just stay happy, man. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Good night.